we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker. She is Simone Roche. I'm in the US of A, but still a Northern Power Woman because once a Northern Power Woman, Simone, forever a Northern mm-hmm. Power Woman. Exactly. You can take the girl out of Manchester, but there we go. Still a Northern Power Woman. Simone Roche, of course, our great leader, Simone Roche, MBE. I can never remember your official naval title because it's, is it, what are you again? Uh, honorary Lieutenant Commander. That's it, Honorary Lieutenant Commander. I always just want to say Goddess of the Sea, which is in, in my head is what I've called you. So therefore, that's what you're going to be from now on in. Now, look, we're here with you every single week talking about work and life and everything in between, part of the Northern Power Women Network, all brought to you by b-herd.io, of course, of which more on that later on. But we have to just say for a moment, stop the clocks. This is the week, Simone Roche. You've actually been around <gasps> people. Oh my God. How did it go? Tell us, remind us of the event that you were part of and what on earth happened. So it was the first government pilot um, event for business events uh, in Europe. No masks, no social distancing, no. and lots and lots of noise. Lots and lots of people. I'm not going to lie, I'm still buzzing. It's, you know, I think we spoke about it last week and they pull this event off uh, here in Liverpool in something like four or five days. Bless the team. You know, I'm giving an advance warning, for, you know, but a high five to them for, because it's not just like pulling an event off. It was, you got to, ha- you had to have your ticket registration matched with your uh, lateral flow test that you had to take one 24 hours before, one in the day, uh, another one today, five days later, as part of this, a part of the experiment. So there were yeah. scientists there, you know, I did expect people to be running around in lab coats with test tubes, <laughs> but maybe. That's, I've just watched too much box sets over, over lockdown. But, you know, it was definitely sort of mixed with sort of, gosh, should I do this, should I not? But it felt right. So I did it. And then literally 24 hours out, I could not wait. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I was so excited. Our Liverpool Power Circle WhatsApp group, high five to them, were just literally fizzing 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 and then we all got to be in a room together and because I was I was invited to speak I was really and I felt I felt and do feel really privileged to be part of this history making I felt like it was it was all done very very you know sort of sensitively very safely and excellent service from the arena convention center team as well as culture liverpool liverpool city region teams it just it was brilliant uh, and i loved it and i think the things that we thought we missed you know yeah. we do we miss about being yeah. about people and the buzzing what was really interesting was i was in the green room the one thing i did not like was the heavily air conditioned areas because of course they've got to have that ventilation and that air 
blowing through. So mm. it was freezing. What was the general vibe, though? Were people anxious? Were people nervous? Did you go and shake people's hands? Did you touch people yeah. who weren't in your immediate household? Yeah. How did all that yeah. feel? It was just too exciting for words, you know. And <laughs> every time the green room door opened, the noise that hit you. And, and yeah. it was, it was like this sense of, I didn't see fear or trepidation anywhere, if you like. Wow. I didn't see it. I didn't sense it. Because I'm starting to read now quite a lot of articles of people saying, oh, you know, the return to normal life, inverted commas, is going to feel very weird. Lots of people feeling anxious about it. You didn't see any of that. No, I didn't. And it was so it was two thirty till five thirty, and then they put a comedy Mm. show on in the evening, you know, sort of for an hour. And again, that was part of the social experiment about laughing, you know, you you know, sort of all of that. So I I found it amazing. I found the whole vibe was really so. You were literally there was no separation in the the seating venue. So because the seat you sat next to somebody like you would be in a you know it was an auditorium and environment, but the buzz was brilliant and I think everything that we have always loved about live events and our passion for live events mm. sort of was was reinforced yesterday. So I, I swung by the office before I decided on 25 different outfits of what I was going to wear because <laughs> that was also tricky because people can also see you in full. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to. I don't think any of my trousers fit me anymore. Uh, no. was, well, that was what everyone was talking about, you know, but there was something about that just, I don't know, there's that sense of I swung by the office to grab merch, <laughs> yeah. badges, be heard flyers, business cards. Remember those things? The Blimey. business card. Yes. And yes. that was it, that was really exciting, that kind of interaction of chat, conversation, that whilst we can reach so more p- many people virtually and flexibly, there's something about looking somebody in the eye chatting, talking, collaborating. And the things that came to life yesterday were amazing, to be honest. Mm. And I think there was a sense of will because you have people, no one's forcing anyone to be there. You know, there was not quite the numbers that they wanted. I think the anticipation was a thousand. It was probably more like four or 500. And also the theme of the festival, a good business festival is about purpose. And also just the, the thing was, was not everyone the sense of people it was a diverse audience. Mm. So it was not a suited and booted environment. It was it was a comfortable, friendly. So you've had these tests that you had to have done. I mean, I suppose, do you feel a bit nervous in that you're waiting to see whether anyone tests positive who you were in the room with? Is there that sense of... Okay, that was great, but now I feel like I'm a little bit in the lap of the gods. Or do you not feel um, that? Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why because well, I've good, been a scaredy yeah. cat the whole way through yeah. this. I don't, and I think I was talking to Alex Cousins, you know, outside um, because of course the rules all come back into play. So outside having a drink because we'd had a few, and then therefore we needed some more. But that's a whole other. That's a late <laughs> night Northern Power Women podcast story. But it was, but no, the, and Alex, we were talking I about it today. Both of us still sort of buzzing and bouncing off each other, but definitely that sense of I think the Barcelona experiment that they did recently it was such I think there was something like five out of tens of thousand people that got COVID and only two of them it was perceived or potentially from the event the the rate in Liverpool at the moment is only about 12 per I think 100,000 so I think there's we've talked about risk assessments the whole time um but Absolutely. A buzz. And I'm buzzing, Samantha, as you can tell. 
That's fabulous. Well, look, obviously, keep in touch at North Power Women on Twitter. You can find out really, I suppose, what the next few days holds, how you'll feel about it. If you've been part of an event, if you're desperate to go to an event, would you perhaps still think of staying away? How do you feel about things opening back up? Are you buzzing and excited? Are you a bit trepidatious? At North Power Women, of course, where we are on Twitter. You can find us on LinkedIn as well. Or bob us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Just got to say, before we get to uh, today's life lessons, well done, trumpets. Hello, Webby Award honoree. Now, the Webby Awards are just such prestigious awards within the whole internet and digital community. They are global awards. They are a huge, huge deal. And Simone, how exciting. The Power Platform has been honoured for the best community website in the 25th Annual Webby Awards. Congratulations and what a thrill. I can't believe it. Only a year, you know, since we we built it, we launched it. And this honoree status is granted to only the top 20% of nearly 13,500 projects submitted. So later on this week, um, the the winners will be, and they're currently out for public vote, but we are supposed, I think we're the, the pre-published runners-up, I suppose, I think is what I yeah, see as an honorary. Yeah, sort of highly commended. I think it is, but they, they shout that in advance. So for me, that's that's amazing. You know, we're, I think we're, we're in company of the likes of Tumblr and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, other, there's some of the organisations there are brilliant. So for me, again, brilliant. Congratulations to everyone who's been part of the Power Platform, the whole team, and thank everyone of the, I think we were, 2,000 or so profiles on there um, at the moment. Keep them coming. Keep being visible role models, please. Thank you. Do it, do it, do it. 100%. And really, congratulations. It's a very, very tough nut to crack, the old Webby Awards. To be an honoree is fantastic. Uh, Let's say a big hello to this week's Life Lessons. Now, what we do every single week on the podcast is hear from you, essentially. We throw a bunch of questions your way. You pick five and just tell us your experiences. There are no right or wrong answers. And as I bang on about every single single week. You might be sitting thinking, yeah, but what have I done? Who'd want to know about my life lessons? I tell you, everybody, because it is incredible the different things that people pick up on. We quite often get feedback from people going, do you know what I loved about that one was X, Y, and Z. And that, to be honest, might not have been something that spoke to Simone or I, but it absolutely speaks to other people. So every week there is always something we take away. It's a great name this week. I'm already loving her because of her name. Who have we got, Simone? Crystal Hicks. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's great. Total movie star name. Uh, Crystal's the chair of Women in Social Housing in the North. Northeast Assistant Director at Your Homes, Newcastle, and non-exec director for Tyner Weir Museum. So she's a, a busy lady. Um, she's a passionate advocate for minority and underrepresented groups and a campaigner for a more inclusive world, as are we. So amazing. Here are Crystal's life lessons. Hello, I'm Crystal Hicks and I'm Assistant Director of Customer Services at Your Homes Newcastle and Chair of the Women in Social Housing Northeast Board. Here are my life lessons. Question one, if you are a working parent, how do you cope with the guilt factor? Put simply, I choose not to feel guilty. It's really not easy. The way I see it is that guilt is simply doubt in a decision you made or an action you took which at the time you thought was the best thing to do. So we need to stop doubting our decisions. So many women say to me, oh, I feel so guilty, but my husband just doesn't. 
And I think there's something about the mothering instinct, which is ingrained in the way we think, that causes us to doubt every decision we make as a parent. And we need to recognise that and challenge it. So for me, I've decided the best mother I can be is one that goes to work, provides a fantastic lifestyle for my children and allows them to benefit from all of the gifts that come from having not a nuclear family upbringing, but an extended one where grandparents, teachers, family and friends all have the opportunity to love and nurture the growth of my twin girls. So ultimately, I've accepted that they don't need me as much as my instinct would lead me to believe. And when I do spend time with them, it's quality time and it's cherished time. Question two, have you ever changed career? Yes, I work in housing now, which is my second career after um, over a decade in uh, working in the arts, um, culture and heritage. So I read somewhere that professionals under 30 are now likely to have at least three careers in their lifetime. And this resonates with me for my skills, uh, knowledge, experience and values transcend one sector they can be just as valuable in housing as they are in the arts or wherever I might end up as women we need to recognize that we can take the essential criteria on a person's specification based on all of our incredible talents and attributes regardless of our background or the sector that we work in so if you fancy a change then do it if you don't you'll become bored stale and potentially irrelevant which is more of a risk in my view Question three, how did you ask for a pay rise? So it wasn't so much a pay rise, but when I took on a new role once, I said, um, I noticed that the salary you're offering me is £5,000 less than the starting salary of someone else I know who just joined at the same level. Their comeback was that the rules are graded at different salary bands because the job evaluation system put the other role at a higher grade. I challenged this and said that interestingly, the system they use seems to grade hard skills and experience at higher than often sort of softer skills, such as people and customer service. And these harder skills tend to be in the roles that men traditionally do, and the softer ones are more commonly found in roles that women do. They didn't really have a comeback for that. And we need to change how we value the skills and attributes of women, that women bring to the workplace. Question four, what's a commonly accepted rule of business that you have found not to be true? So this is that you can only truly know if people are turning up to work every day and performing if they are in an office and clocking in and out. So hasn't the pandemic proven that this is a complete myth? My teams are higher performing now more than ever and I don't know where they're working from most of the time and I'm not keeping an eye on whether they're on the clock. We need to replace this myth of control with the truth of trust and autonomy. So let's be brave as we step into the future. And then my final question, number five, what's the one thing everybody should put on their CV but often miss? And this is that you need to be really clear what you stand for, what are your values, and start with that. So organisations are increasingly more interested in your values and your approach to life than your experience and background. To have equal, inclusive and diverse workplaces, we need to bring our whole selves to work. And this starts with being upfront about your values and motivations at the point of application. So those are my life lessons. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you so much to the awesome Crystal Hicks. Do you know what? There was so much there to unpack for me. I don't know about you, Simone. The, the two bits that really, really shone for me, though, was just her very first words about being guilty as a working parent. She went, I just choose not to. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I love that. And, and I also love that she's, she's kind of turned things around and said, do you know what? I'm celebrating the fact that my kids aren't in that nuclear family upbringing, but an extended one where actually grandparents and teachers and other family members and friends are as much a part of their upbringing as me and their father is. And I, and I think that's really powerful that sometimes we feel guilty and we're palming them off on a neighbour, we're palming them off on a grandparent. Actually, yet we all still celebrate that phrase, don't we? It takes a village. So let's make our minds up. I am with you on that crystal it's great and the second one before I shush that I just adored was when she talked about not really asking for that pay rise but 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 ask and saying wait a minute why are some jobs seen as as more worthy of higher uh, remuneration than others and she was saying mm, it seems that hard skills and experience are, are graded higher than softer skills such as people and customer services and yet harder skills tend to be the roles that men traditionally populate and the soft skills women it goes back to it doesn't it you know, I, I, I did a, a podcast episode here where there was a woman talking about working mothers saying, if you're a mother, you work. You might do paid work, you might do unpaid work, but man alive, you work. And we have to get out of this that softer skills and caring skills and people skills are less valuable than, say, some of those harder skills. Loved it. And the last 12 months has shone a line on that, shone a light on that, yeah. hasn't it? With, you know, with homeschooling and caring and everything that goes goes along. I loved her career change. You know, she's been, you know, two distinct career or at least, you know, sort of uh, three careers. And the fact that she's now in housing uh, when she had all those years in the arts. And I loved her fact that, you know, if you fancy a change, then do it. She's great, Crystal, isn't it? Just, you know, don't be guilty. Fancy a change, crack on. Because if you don't, you become bored, stale and potentially potentially irrelevant, mm. which is more of a risk in my view. So I thought that was really interesting because we talk about there's no such, there's no one career trajectory, no. is there? There are different paths. So if you fancy it, take a change. That's what Crystal says. Well, and you've done it and I've done it. You know, I, I didn't even start in radio till I was 30. And you think, goodness me. And I, I never thought it would be something I'd be able to do. And then I quit my job at the BBC and moved here and, you know, now I'm a full-time cowgirl. So, uh... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> now, I wanted to share with you. Now, of course, you know that season three of the Northern Power Women podcast, of which we are now in, is brought to you by b-herd.io. It is a platform where you register to make your voice be heard. And do you know what? You It was so much in my thoughts this week, Simone. So I've just wrapped, as they say in the industry here, a really big podcast series for a very, very big multinational corporation and um, it was incredibly hard work but really really rewarding and it was a big long old slog and at the end we had a kind of debrief like you always do with a big project of what could we have done better what could what work well what could we have done differently blah 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 and one bit of feedback from one person who was slightly outside the project um, they said I don't think there was enough diversity in the people who were featured and I said 100% I am with you 100% no disrespect to the large number of very qualified, very interesting white men who were on there, but we needed a little bit more diversity on there. Although there was some diversity, there wasn't enough. There was a few women, there should have been more. There were a few people of colour, there should have been more. But one thing that we talked through was the fact that we had a really high-profile African-American woman who cancelled the day of the recording, the day after I'd spent a long time prepping her. She was a total... 
an utter powerhouse. She had achieved the most incredible thing. She's really high up in a major organization here. I was so excited to talk to her. She cancelled and then it transpired. She said, I don't feel I had enough to say. That's, that was what she said. I don't feel I had enough to say. There was a British Asian woman who, again, really high standing. I was, again, so excited to talk to her. She cancelled. She gave some excuse about, oh, I'm, I'm a bit up against it. And I just thought, no, you're not. There was, again, an American Asian woman who did the same thing. The three people who cancelled were all women and were all women of colour. Now, I'm not blaming them. I don't want to put any blame or guilt on them. But I'm saying I know for a fact that at least two of them cancelled because they felt they didn't have enough to say oh my gosh they had so much to say and their voices are so important so please please know that you've got enough to say whoever you are being you is good enough at the festival yesterday at the event two of the young uh, youth quakers that we had on the northern power futures focus they spoke on stage and i was in the green room with them and i you know uh, someone said you couldn't be the better person to be in that room with them simone because they were nervous you know they got absolutely they looked amazing they were you know and i'm like oh gosh you know and I'm like, yes, of course, everyone's got nerves. Having nerves yeah. is good. I said, oh, well, how should I do this? And what should I do? I said, do you know what? You be you. You know, 10 weeks ago, you were on a podcasting, having never done that. You've done a second podcast. Now you're on a stage. I said, ask for a selfie at the end. They got on that stage. They owned it. They stole the show. And at the end, what did they do? Selfie with the audience, yeah. you know. It's, and, it, and one of the hosts, Tanya Beckett, a serious mm. news journalist, she is now, between us, we're collaborating with Be Heard. They're now signed up to Be Heard because they've now got two yeah. bits of media that they can claim profile for. Um, we're going to get them, you know, sort of get them shone up, mm-hmm. get them to be the best versions of themselves. And, you know, it's so exciting. I think the thing for me is we we need to make sure how do we stop them losing that bravery because they, they're young. How do we keep building on it yeah. as opposed to your two ladies? We need to keep that going and keep that power of that going, don't we? I think a, a really important thing to think about is, and I know it's a bit of a cliche, but if not you, then who? Because we all think about the first person on the dance floor and how awful it is when you don't want to put your foot on that little dance floor because you think, well, no one else is dancing and everyone will be looking at me. But then as soon as you do it, everyone else does. And I always think about, we always talk about role models, Simone, and we talk about, we quite often ask people, oh, you know, when you were growing up, who were your role models? And quite often women will turn around to us and go, there weren't any women out there who were role models for me. And I didn't, you know, especially if you work in an industry that perhaps has been male dominated historically, there weren't any women out there. Well, guess what? You are now one of those women and there is a whole generation of young women coming up behind you. So be the person you wished you had seen when you were younger. Get out there. You might not think, oh, I've got as much to say as them, but actually you have because as Simone just said, being you is enough and there is going to be some kid watching you going, wow, look at her. She's on that podcast. She's on that stage. She's on the radio. She looks, sounds, acts like me. That is inspiring me. Just by being present, you are inspiring. So please, please, please go and add your name, b-her.io. Get yourself out there. Absolutely. And we've created a campaign called Pass the Mic, which is all about nominating somebody else because sometimes we all need that push, don't we? You know, so I think this works. It works with our high fives as well, doesn't it? You know, it works with those high fives. Let's do them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've got the wonderful Sarah Waddington, who's been a massive supporter. She's high-fiving another big one of our supporters is Advita. Advita Patel deserves a massive shout out for what her and Priya Bates are achieving through a leader like me a new global 
organisation movement. It's amazing. Anukara would like to high-five Tama Carell for encouraging women into STEM. Oh, there's a whole buzz, as you can imagine, from the Liverpool Power Circle. You know, there's just too many to mention, but, you know, ultimately, high-five for breathing unmasked with some of the best in Liverpool. The energy and buzz was electric. So particularly the ACC Liverpool Arena team, Culture Liverpool team and Matt Ashton's team, big high-five. Yvonne Harrison, high-five to her mate Sarah Collins, moving from Manchester before lockdown. Fab new job down in London for talk sport and smashing it. So brilliant. Two other quick ones. Clara, Clara LL bio on Instagram, making a new business in an Insta debut and with a twist on Instagram, one week countdown until her dissertation deadline. Good luck with a twist. So close to the end now. And Lisa Marie Tonelli working with Creative Fuse North East and their fabulous group of local and international students. Lots of high fives this week. So yeah. it's great to hear, isn't it? It's great to hear the high five celebration. Special love to you, Sarah Talksport. You're an absolute goddess. You're an amazing woman. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Look, we'd love to hear who you are celebrating. Maybe you're celebrating something about your own life, somebody who's helped you. Get, you know, you're high-fiving something you've achieved, high-fiving somebody else. Just please get in touch. Instagram, Twitter, everything. Uh, LinkedIn, just search out Northern Power Women. You can also email podcast at northernpowerwomen.com with your shout out, please, for next week. And of course, your life lessons. Thank you. And get on to b-her.io. Simone, it is another week. We This is a wrap, as again they say, in the industry. Uh, Marvellous as ever. Let's catch up again next week. The next episode coming your way, of course, on Monday, May the 10th. Until then, she's Simone Roche, I'm Sam Walker, and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Oh, yeah.